Hey, BT, since we have some downtime, do you know any jokes? Pilot, do you think that is a good use of our time? I could download schematics of our opponents so our combat rating improves. No, BT, a joke helps lighten the mood. We just started working together, so I thought that would help loosen us up a bit. Pilot, I do not need loosening up. My chassis is engineered and maintained in such a way that my parameters allow for some fluctuation in my parts. That's not what I... Never mind. I'll start. What weighs more, a gallon of water or a gallon of butane? What? Do you want me to include the container for the liquids, Pilot? If not, a gallon of water weighs 8.34 pounds, while a gallon of butane would weigh 4.81 pounds. No, BT! God, it's a joke! I apologize. Go ahead and finish it, then. A gallon of water. Butane is a lighter fluid. We had already discerned that, Pilot. No, you use butane to light fires, so it's a lighter flu- Forget it. Okay, how about this one? I don't have a dad bod, I have a father figure. According to your records, you do not have any children. It would be inaccurate to describe yourself as having a dad bod. I also see that your father- BT, it's a pun, a joke. Surely someone programs some humor in your subroutines. I understand now. Pilot, I would like to try one. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. It is weird that human childbirth is called delivery. It should be called takeout. I... Was that not good? Did you not understand it? It plays on the concept of food from a restaurant either being delivered by a third party or picked up by the customer themselves. No, BT, I get it. That was actually pretty good. Okay, it's my turn. What starts with tea, ends with tea, and has tea in it? A teapot. Wow, you got that one rather quickly there. I pulled simple jokes from our data net. That was among them. So, my jokes are simple? Oh well. Uh, how about you? Got any more? Another time, pilots. I see enemy troops ahead of us. Cooper, there was an explosion at the cheese factory. What? Where's a cheese factory near here? All that was left was debris. Great BT, now isn't the time! Cooper, how are you supposed to make a fish? Not now, BT! Tuna half minutes. BT! What did the mother cow say to her baby cow? Not a good time, BT! It's past your bedtime. I should have never gotten you started on these jokes, BT! There was a really bossy guy. He walks into a bar and orders everyone around. Ah! I give up! On this month's Games and Junk Game Club podcast, it's a story about a boy and his robot in Titanfall 2. month we are playing or we played titanfall 2 which is coming up on its fifth anniversary at the end of uh, october we played for the september game club and i'm joined for this one by as always vanessa cahill and jason ariola now you might be out there asking yourself what's titanfall 2 it's a first person shooter set in a futuristic sci-fi place it's it's pretty generic uh, setting. But, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get boil yeah, it right down yeah, to that, it's like, yeah. oh, this is not it's, really original. Yeah, yeah you're a, yeah. You, you are you are a mech pilot, and you're referred to as a pilot because you're like the the top of the top of the line military dude, Jack Cooper, who is who becomes a pilot in the field, uh, and you pilot a mech, and it's all it's anime as shit, and we and we will get into that in more detail in a bit, and I'm gonna ask first of all, 
Uh, Vanessa, you had not played this game before. Initial thoughts going in. Now I really like it, but going in, I was like, oh no, like I'm not really awesome at first person shooters. <laughs> so always going into these kind of games, it's like, I'm going to die right away. But luckily there's an easy mode. And so I was actually happy to see that in the uh, like training camp mm-hmm. bit, they're like, you should be regular. I'm like, no, I'm going to be easy, but thank you for the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it though. I thought I would struggle with it more, and um, you know, because sometimes the first-person shooters can be painful because they're mostly like, um, like lots of war and not so much like linearity. But I really like this game. This is a great game. Um, and that's that's really nice to hear, uh, Jason. I believe I had gotten you to play this game before many years ago. You sure um, did. You sure did. And did you finish it the first time? I did. Yeah. Okay. And what do you what do you how do you feel about it now? Uh, five years later. Five years later. Um. Let me kind of go back to the initial impression I had with it. I I absolutely I kind of adored the game, and coming back to it, I think maybe because just as the effectively main reviewer on the site, I sort of saw the seams a little too much in this game. Like, oh, okay, there's a lot of like, okay, well, here's clearly where this is supposed to happen. You're supposed to do this and this. I want to say the sheen wore off a little bit for me on my second playthrough, but I mean, I still enjoy it. It feels fantastic. The sound design, whoever. The multiple people who did that deserve, like, a pat on the back and a hearty raise because, goddamn, it feels good to shoot and it sounds good to shoot. And that's not something I'm normally a big fan of in games is that's, like, you know, just shooting in general. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, like, level design stuff. Like, at the first time I threw I thought it was, like, incredibly clever. I still do, but I think it's one that you kind of, once you start going through it a second time and start seeing where everything is, it becomes a little obvious as to what you're supposed to do. Where as the first time through, I felt like I was literally like, Oh, I'm coming up with this as I go, which I think is a testament to how well it's designed. But like I said, the second time through, it's like, "Eh, okay, I kind of see this is kind of leading me by the hand a little bit in a lot of places. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's open, but not as open as, as, uh, as you might think in some ways. Um, so I picked this game. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Vanessa. I was going to say, I, that's, that's the part I actually really liked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like getting lost that much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I picked this game this month because it's a game I, I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, I talked about it on a pod, on the our old podcast five years ago and uh, extolling its many virtues. And it unfortunately did not get the love it deserved from the greater community. Um, there, it is critically uh, adored, but uh, it didn't sell particularly well for being a big triple A EA release. It's oddly a triple A cult classic at this point. Yeah. Which is rare. Yeah. I'll say. And, uh, yeah, it, it got released. It's own publisher put it in a really bad position, which is really fucked up. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So, oh, good. and we'll get, we'll get into more of that stuff. And then, I mean, and also I'm um, Jason's in a bit. It's going to explain the developer, which I think has, is batting a thousand, honestly, at this point in there <laughs> with their, uh, their track record. Uh, you know what? Well, I'll kick it to Jason right now. Jason, tell us about uh, Titanfall's development and a little bit about Respawn itself as well. Okay. Why don't you? Wait, it's your, it's your code on. It is, right? Oh, it of is. course, of course, of course. I didn't want to catch you. I, I know. I'm sorry. I got to make sure. <laughs> I had to take it off for the acupuncture appointment I was just at, but no, as soon as I left the office, I put it right back on. Okay. okay. So, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure you're in the right headspace for this. Of course, always, always. All right. So initially, this game released worldwide October twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. So as John mentioned at the top of the show, about five years from about when you're listening to this, uh, for the Xbox One and Windows, and it would also come to the PS4 in the US at the same time. The only other PS4 release, though, outside of the US, was in Germany nearly a year and a half later on February fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, which is a strange, strange way to kind of do that. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go over the. Uh, I, I kind of just 
let's say, mash the two together of Respawn and Titanfall 2 as far as the development goes. Now, the reason we're going to do something a little bit different here on this one is normally I go over the development history, the studio history a little bit, and then a bunch of the developers who had their hands in this. There was over 730-something credits on this game, individual credits. I narrowed it down to 40, cut it down to 18, and then realized, you know what, the 18, they all sort of worked on, I'd say, largely the same project, so it didn't really feel worth bringing up. So I thought a little bit more into the game itself and the studio itself would be a little bit more interesting than I normally do. So we're going to kind of roll with that. Yeah. Those credits at the end go for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, it hurt my soul when I looked at the Moby games credit listing. I was like, I have to go through and try to parse this down to a handful of, I was like, I can't do this. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, so respawn was founded by Jason West and Vince Zampella who were part of infinity ward. They left Infinity Ward, which they had also founded after some, let's say, ugly contractual things with uh, surprises. Of all surprises, Activision. Uh, West and Zippel were both fired, forfeiting their bonuses, and um, another 46 Infinity Ward employees would resign following them, with 38 of them ultimately signing on with Respawn once West and Zampel founded it. I'll mention for people that are listening, Infinity Ward at that time is when they were in charge, developed Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3, and are, which are some of the best-selling and highest-reviewed Call of Duty games of all time. I think it was only were, two at that point. Yeah. Um, they, they, made, they made it all the way... I thought they made it all the way to three. Oh, and you're, you're right. I mean, they got kicked out of two. It happened after two. You're right. Um, but two is my favorite Call of Duty. So they were, at the, they were in charge at the peak of Call of Duty, which mm-hmm. is uh, when I was... That's like when I was 13 to like 17, uh, I was at the perfect age for it. So they, they played a big part in my childhood in a lot of ways. My teenage years, specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a there's a lot of weird. I, I don't know. It just seems like really like kind of slaughtering your golden cow at that point. It, I don't mm-hmm. know why you would have done it. It's like yes, they they made a title that sold oh, you know a bajillion copies for you guys. Give them some bonuses, like and especially now with everything that's going on with Activision Blizzard, you kind of look and you're like, yeah, they kind of suck as a company and have for a, quite a while. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, and it's funny how much shit EA gets, and then, uh, well, well, that's uh, where they ended up going towards is EA, so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with the founding of Respawn on April 12, 2010, Weston Zampella sought out funding from Electronic Arts. After coming to an agreement that would allow Respawn to keep the rights to any original intellectual properties they create, uh, their first release, Titanfall, was released as an Xbox exclusive in March 2014 and April 2014 on the Xbox One and Xbox 360, respectively. It's a, it's a good game. It's just... it. it its multiplayer is a little thin in terms of like content, so I think that's what really hurt it. And also, it had no had no single player stuff. I was going to say its single player is extremely thin because I believe it's just a tutorial, and then like, okay, here you go, multiplayer, baby. Mm-hmm. So. A cool, cool concept, cool proof of concept, in my opinion. Yeah, but there. So since then, they've released our game for this month, obviously Titanfall Two, Titanfall Assault, a real time strategy game on iOS and Android that lasted about a year before it got delisted. Apex Legends, a uh, I don't know if I really have to explain this, but a free to play <laughs> battle royale hero shooter. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a 3D action game with some exploratory platforming as well that I quite enjoyed. Uh, Medal of Honor, Above and Beyond, a first person shooter developed for virtual reality, and also the first Medal of Honor game in. I, it's been quite a while. I don't remember. I think Warfighter was the last one, and that was like a mid like mid life cycle three sixty PS three game. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I, th- I think that was pretty well received for for the v- the VR game. It probably didn't sell very well, but I think it was maybe. Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you kind of get into a niche thing when you start putting stuff on VR like that because you know the 
let's say, uh, market penetration isn't extremely high, but mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I hadn't even heard of this game until I was doing this stuff, so... And their last thing is Apex Legends Mobile, which is currently in closed beta. Respawn was acquired by Electronic Arts in November 2017. On their 10th anniversary, they announced the opening of a new studio in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, This studio is located on the same campus as EA Vancouver, so they're able to share uh, resources more easily. The original Titanfall, which I guess we're going to get into this a little bit here, uh, while doing well both critically and in sales, um, I've seen estimates somewhere between 7 to 10 million units never really seemed to stay in the zeitgeist of shooter fans, despite how much it sold. Uh, Respawn would focus most of their attention on the Xbox One and PC versions, originally only available on Origin, EA's online marketplace, while being aided on the 360 version by Bluepoint Games. love Bluepoint. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Titanfall 2 would do well enough as well, but nowhere near as well as EA had hoped. Estimates put total sales around 4 million units by January of 2017, putting it well under pace to sell the expected 9 to 10 million units in their first year. EA's COO and CFO, Blake Jorgensen, was happy with the positive re- reviews it received and felt it would continue steadily uh, selling in the, into the next fiscal year. Titanfall 2 may have uh, kind of been taken out of the knees by launching between two heavy hitters in the shooter world, uh, launching in between EA's own Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty mm-hmm. Infinite Warfare. Yeah, and it's better than both of those games, but it's Battlefield and Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're literally just going yeah. up against the biggest things in the yeah. world. I mean, I'm sure there are yeah. better movies that launch, like, or, you know, come out the same time as, like, a Marvel movie goes, but uh, <laughs> good fucking luck. Yeah. Yeah. It was a shame, and it's still a shame, because mm-hmm. uh, that Call of Duty was not particularly good. The campaign is actually one of the best ones, but the multiplayer not particularly good, and it was funny because it was very Titanfall-esque, and uh, Battlefield 1 is uh, pretty... I'm pretty disliked Battlefield, from what I understand. I'm not a big Battlefield person, but mm. I think it's pretty disliked overall. We had uh, we had talked about my not issues with Battlefield One, um, just as the World War One buff, basically out of uh, mm-hmm. us. But yes, yeah, uh, that's neither here nor there. We won't get into that here. So mm-hmm. I couldn't find exact sales figures, but Infinite Warfare would sell pretty well at a very low estimate, um, over 13 million units on the PS4 and Xbox One alone. And that's as of January 2020. That's, again, not including PC sales. So it, you know, it definitely did well, even if it wasn't critically or fan-based received that well. Uh, Battlefield 1 would sell well as well. Uh, as of January 2018, it had seen 25 million players between PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, those aren't necessarily sales figures, as I think I initially rented it when it came out. So um, I ended up buying it on the Xbox One when it was on sale. Just because, like, I was like, hey, you know, like, going back to a World War One campaign for me was, like, something I might want to do eventually. But, you know, it's still, there's a certain story in there that just is a little too ridiculous that I'm like, I don't really want to go back to that one in particular. But anyway, uh, yeah, 25 million still a pretty impressive player base. I think it also went on PlayStation Plus at some point. So that probably helped it, uh, expand it, it quite a bit. Infinite Warfare also... Uh, sold along with Modern Warfare Remastered at the same time as well. So that was also vying for multiplayer attention. Uh, um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get that one. Yeah, that. Uh, boy, oh boy, yeah. that's a uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, again, while I appreciate the confidence EA had in releasing it against the two biggest shooter franchises in the world, it seems like they sent it out to die. They did. Yeah, and then expected it to do well. <laughs> like, what do you mean you didn't do well? <laughs> come on, come on. It's just Battlefield. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Call of Duty, the two biggest shooter franchises in the you know the universe. It's just 
Ugh. Anyway, uh, Respawn, based on the money they made from the first Titanfall, decided to add in a single-player campaign for the sequel. Uh, that was one of the first decisions they made when it came to development, um, as it was something a lot of people lamented the lack of in the first Titanfall. The inspirations for the game were Rambo, Star Wars, and Gundam, and gameplay was developed with uh, two parts combat, one part platforming, and one part puzzling in mind. Uh, since release, Respawn continued to support Titanfall 2's multiplayer by releasing all updates that affect gameplay, maps, weapons, titans, etc. for free. Over the course of the supported development, six new maps, new game modes, a new titan, a new faction, two new weapons, six executions, and six new kits were added. Some paid DLC was also added, but it was all cosmetic stuff. And in 2018, development ceased, according to a now-removed post on Frontier uh, News Network, which was sort of like the blog thing for Respawn. It originally posted on October 3rd, 2017, that also staff had moved to the next Titanfall game. Considering there isn't a proper sequel yet, one can assume that the next Titanfall game is Apex Legends because that takes place in the same universe. It does. Yeah, yeah and they, uh, when Apex came out, they also said this is, this is what they're making, and it's, this, is, this is the big thing they're doing for yeah. the foreseeable future. So. Uh, completely understandable, because I'm oh, sure yeah, that it's... thing just, uh, just uh, vomits money. It, it's much like the, uh, um, what is that, the meme of uh, Miyamoto... <laughs> Uh, and yes. uh, yeah, yeah, he bought it just uh, you know sitting there. It prints money with the DS, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Apex it does very well for them and allows them to uh, get contracts for things like the Star Wars, like Star Wars, mm-hmm. and uh, and things like that. So I yeah. think Titanfall three will happen someday, but I don't know when. Yeah, I was gonna say it's uh, you know it's been five years and who knows and you know like. Uh, Based on a lot of our Reddit comments, it seems like a lot of the fans feel like they've they've been abandoned. But you know, there's always hope. There's always hope. Anyway, that'll wrap up my segment there. So, yeah. Thank you, Jason. You, uh, I think, I think you nailed the smaller version of that than you probably had originally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this was yeah. still. I wouldn't say substantial. I mean, you know, the Mega Man X thing we did was like thirty minutes in of its own. But yeah, it's a it's a lot harder to find connective dots for AAA games with seven hundred and something people uh, on the development staff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you could have spent like ten minutes just on West Westman's Impella by themselves, just talking about what they did before Titanfall because they uh, they've been around for a while. Yeah, and uh, I mean they, they I think they were part of Infinity Ward when it, when they made the first Call of Duty. Uh, so, I think they founded yeah. Infinity Ward. So yeah, so yeah, they've been they've been doing this for a while. But yeah, now it's time to actually talk about Titanfall two specifically and talk about why it's so sad that it didn't sell as as well as it should have. Uh, so, Titanfall 2, if I had to describe, one, okay, specifically the campaign. We're going to focus more on the campaign for this podcast because um, these two are not multiplayer players. I'll talk about it a bit at some point because um, I really did like the multiplayer a whole bunch. Um, and I think it's a shame that it didn't, that it's not as fondly remembered by um, the shooter, the, by the competitive shooter community and things like that. Uh, but we're going to focus on, on the campaign because that's what they played. <laughs> and uh, the campaign is fantastic. So, when I think about the campaign and why I love it, I just think it's 
it's uh it's momentum it's all you're always pushing forward in the campaign and it encourages you to keep going to push forward constantly um because and it even does that in the tutorial for the game which i think is a very good tutorial uh in that it's in that you know the, the trainings area or the the time trial area it's constantly telling you how fast you're going and it's basically encouraging you that the game wants you to hit, be move, have your mo- movement going as fast as possible. And I love that. And uh, I, you can do some really cool stuff with the movement. And it's super easy to do because it's all one button, more or less. And I think it's very easy to... Oh, okay, it's, uh, it's, it's easy to grasp, at least, because you're just, you're just pressing one button. Um, Say for, like, maybe if you want to slow down a little bit. But... Uh, Vanessa, what did you what do you think about the movement in Titanfall? Because I think that's the biggest part of Titanfall, personally. Yeah, I found it pretty easy. I agree. It's like a it's hard to mess this one up. I'm pretty good at like um, the way I play video games, mostly, especially when it's like a stressful environment where people are shooting at you. It's mostly button mashing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I felt really good about this. This game really. Um, I feel like you could be an expert, but you can also be a Vanessa, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I thought the movement was pretty obvious. Um, I really enjoyed once I got better at like jumping, like using the wall jumps and stuff. And they like, you know, they force you to eventually, but it makes you feel like really accomplished to like jump through a bunch of gaps like a ninja. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's easy to it's easy to accomplish, but they still, like you said, they still nail that aspect of making you feel cool while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like like you know how in Uncharted uh, or games of that ilk, when you're climbing, it kind of feels like autopilot when they're telling you how to climb everything. I feel yeah. like it. I feel like you still have enough enough control of a situation to where it feels like you have to you're, it's um it just feels like you're doing more even though you're still pressing just one button the whole time it feels like it's more on you in that in that sense and it's possible to fail and you will and you can definitely fail on those platforming sections uh jason what about you how do you feel about the move, movement in titanfall uh, like i said really fantastic this this game is masterfully crafted in that sense and it's really rewarding to move, even as I said, even the second time through, everything feels a little bit more obvious as to like where it's trying to guide you. And it, like I said, it, it, there's that just that thing of like, yeah, you feel awesome the first time you go through, and then the second time it's like, oh, okay, this is a little bit more guiding you in that direction. But it's still really rewarding to play this game itself. Yeah, and the, I mean the guns, the guns feel great, like you said earlier too. Um, they're some of my favorite guns in. Uh, in shooters, they and they pretty much, and I think they all carry over into Apex Legends. If I remember, if I remember correct, I haven't played them in, in a while, but uh, they all, it's it is pretty much the same arsenal uh, plus new stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, so if you have if you if you've played this game and uh, it, it can it can make the on ramp of Apex Legends a little bit easier. The campaign itself, I just wanted to get out of the. I want to get my favorite part of this game out of the way right away, but uh, uh, with the with the movement stuff. But the campaign itself, I also I think is uh, along because because of the movement, sublimely paced. It is a it is what six ish six seven missions I want to say total chapters. There are some there are some um, mid chapter breaks. The actual like named levels are like only a handful, so it's pretty tight. And I think that is to its benefit in terms of in that they are they get in, they get out and they hit you with so many different scenarios throughout it that it just feels like Jason said the first time you play, you play it just feels like everything feels fresh all the time from running through a factory while it's being made to time traveling to sprinting across a, a, a convoy of ships in the air and all doing this while, while sometimes piloting a giant mech 
with an, with a varied arsenal. Like they they hit you with a lot of stuff in a very short period of time, and it never feels like overkill. And I think that's incredibly commendable. And uh, yeah, I I love that. I I think I just it just it's just fun. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is, it is just very fun the yeah. entire time you're playing it. That's something I don't get very often in a first person shooter. Is where I actually feel like I'm having fun. Like that's something. You know, you normally – I, I want to say I normally ascribe to, uh, you know, something maybe a brightly colored Nintendo game or something to that effect. But I actually normally don't have fun playing a shooter, just sort of like, a, oh, okay, this is just sort of a cool experience. This is a cool experience. Like, you know, it's really great having a really good surround sound system, a nice, you know, uh, fancy TV, and it's also just fun to play. Like, this is just – kind of hits on all, all marks there on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Vanessa, you you I, I believe you agree, correct? <laughs> yeah, you said you had fun yeah. playing this. Yeah, so yeah, I had a uh, lot of fun. I was I was surprised about how fun I thought this game was. Yeah, it's uh, and we will talk about more of the levels. I guess I'll, I'll bring up the thing that's the 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 poor part of the campaign. I don't know if it's poor. It's just not spe- It's not nothing. Spe- nothing special is that the actual like writing and the actual plot of the game. It's a it's a big MacGuffin game. You yeah. gotta get. You got to get the thing to stop them from blowing up the planet. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's at the end of the day. That's what the plot is. The A to B is you got to get the thing, or they're going to blow up the planet. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, don't don't come in here expecting you know the world's yeah. greatest sci-fi story ever told. Yeah, yeah. There there were a couple of moments where I was like, uh, you know, near the end, I was like, what was even? Why was I even warring with them? So I kind of had to up, but like, what, what was what was the plot of this game again? Yeah, I kind of felt that way through the whole thing of like, why are these two like factions even fighting? Like, I don't really know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I I played this campaign multiple times, and I still probably couldn't explain. I could not explain the plot to you fully because it's it's they don't do. And I don't know. If I played Titanfall one's tutorial because I barely played Titanfall one. I played a little bit of it, and that was just multiplayer. I don't know if I would understand it a little better. I know there was some plot in the in the training stuff in that. Like there was a little bit of story in that game, uh, but they kind of just and they do just kind of throw you into it. And like there's they introduce like three different factions at the same time. They all have acronyms, and you don't understand why one's bad and when one isn't bad. <laughs> and then there's also, and then one of the factions is just a bunch of mercenaries who are assholes. Um, yeah, and and Australian. <laughs> yeah, <Well>. So, <laughs> boy, Makes that sense. is uh, that is yeah. that is a really common trope I've noticed in sci-fi yeah. uh, for some reason. Or like you know, sort Australians of Australians like, are assholes. Not near. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I just on a just while I was doing research, I wanted to put something on, and for some ungodly reason, like the Matt Damon movie Elysium popped up on my on whatever God, service it was. I put that on, and just yeah, all the all the jackass mercenaries are Australian, and I was like, wait, this is something I've seen before, and then you know, getting it back to it in Titanfall two, I was like, oh, well, there's that too. I'm like, is this just a is this just a trope in like you know near future sci-fi yeah it's just i i agree i feel like that is a that is a trope of that the, the australians are australian mercenaries are always bad news so you got kuban blisk in this one uh kano in mortal Kombat is basically an australian mercenary mm-hmm. so you know it's 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 a tale of all the time really um the what they do do well in my opinion is uh the relationship between Jack Cooper, your character who has the most generic name in the world. And, uh, yeah, if and, it was Jack Smith, that'd be the only way it'd be more generic. Yeah, and BT, your uh, your intrepid mech partner who you uh, are linked to out of necessity because his original pilot is killed at the beginning of the game. Yeah, you get and, a field promotion, basically. Yeah, you get field promoted into pilot, which is uh, you're, you're in 
you're an officer basically at that point. And uh, you have to, and now he's in charge of this. How, however expensive these fucking machines are, <laughs> and, uh, he's in charge of this, and he has to go uh, get the MacGuffin. Or figure out no, he has to go to the place to figure out what the MacGuffin is, and then they have to get the MacGuffin after that. So that's uh, the Ark, and or the Fold Web, which is no, the Fold Weapon, which is powered by the Ark. Sorry, <laughs> that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the plot. Um, but but along the way, I think the best parts of the game are just the relationship between, or the, or the best parts of the story at least, are, is the relationship between Jack and BT. I think BT is a very good, and he's it's a trope, you know, he's a very, he's a very good tropey uh, robot character. I think he's written very well. Uh, his his humor, I think, still hits, even if it's like it's humor that's been done before in many things. Mm. I think it. Uh, I think it's done well here. Um, I think yeah, our I've, opening segment will uh, will lead into yeah. that. <laughs> good, Ooh, good. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jason, did you like uh, BT and Jack Cooper's relationship? Did it work for you? Yeah, uh, I mean, again, like you had mentioned, it's a little obvious, a little, not tropey, but just, like, simplistic. But, you know, it, it just a kind of a fun uh, boy and his robot story. Mm-hmm. Vanessa? <laughs> boy and his robot story. <laughs> yeah, I love BT. I love a good, like, robot companion. Uh, yeah. I liked his, like, you know, snarky, cute robot humor. Yeah, it's it's basically Terminator, Terminator 2, just mm-hmm. with an adult. Yeah. So. I, was, I was real bummed when, uh, you know, at the end. Yeah, when when he activates Protocol Three. Uh, yeah, it's like, well, like I kind I kind of feel like he wouldn't let me die. Yeah, since he told since he kept on telling me I can't let you die. <laughs> yeah, since we're since we're bringing that up, that is one of my favorite moments in the game. I think that I think the the protect the pilot line is really well delivered right there, and uh, it's a it's an effective death scene for a thing that I, you probably if you you've seen this stuff again, uh, it's not necessarily surprising that the robot dies in the end, mm-hmm. but um, oh, but, uh, but but does he? Does he? <laughs> yeah, if you sit through the twenty-five minutes of and seven hundred and something names yeah. of credits, uh, there's a little surprise at the end, maybe. Oh yeah. yay! He's back. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if Titanfall ever comes back. If Titanfall ever comes back, but yeah, so he quote unquote dies, and uh, you're you're prepared to die with him too, and then he says, and then he pulls you out, and then he says, protect the pilot, because that's he's got three missions, uh, which is one of them is. Do the thing is to do the things and then also protect the pilots. The third yeah. one, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So uphold yeah, the mission, I, think, I believe, is one of them. Or the, yeah, the word, mm-hmm. word, you know. yeah, yeah. So which is which is really funny because half the game he spends chucking you at things. Too, so, yeah, so. yeah. He knows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, the fastball. Yeah, I was gonna say he thing. fastballs you. Did you guys think the fastball was overdone? I kind of liked it every time they did it. it was, uh, I, just, I got a little tired of it. I was like, oh, this again? Okay. <laughs> I think it's. I feel like they acknowledged how much they were doing it, and that they uh, <laughs> that Jack was getting more comfortable with the whole aspect of being chucked at things. That was a. Uh, but yeah, they do it a lot. So, uh, did you think they you think they overdid it, Vanessa? No, I, I mean I didn't mind it. It was fine. It wasn't like I, I didn't like I didn't dislike it. So I guess I didn't did it like it didn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're, f- they're fun together. Um, For a while, you, though, I was like, "Can I? Can I control this? Am I controlling this? No, I'm not controlling this." <laughs> Speaking of controlling, did you like controlling uh, BT? Love, love that robot. I love being a Titan. Yeah, it's. Uh, did you have a? Did you have a favorite uh, loadout? 
I appreciate it. You can. I appreciate how how easily it is to swap between loadouts in that game. For yeah, the it's so nice. I think that the, I think it was like maybe it's called Tone, maybe. Um, uh, the the target one, the one that like yeah, the target on. one. Yeah, that's the one I like the best for sure. Um, I wish like I wish I that's one of my like things I'm sad about. I wish I had done like worked with more loadouts, but really I kind of just kept the first one because it had that like um, auto target a bunch of targets thing, mm-hmm. and then the second one because it was you know it was just easy to use. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that's funny you say. The tone is the uh, at least when I played Titanfall Two multiplayer, it was the best mech in the multiplayer too. It was my mm-hmm. favorite. It, it was my go-to. Um, yeah, I I switched between all of them as I got them, uh, and uh, just because I, I I enjoy all of them, I think they're all pretty fun to use overall. And uh, Jason, did you have a uh, did you enjoy? I mean, did you enjoy the the Titans? I'm assuming I'm assuming you did. You yeah, did. I I didn't have yeah. a favorite loadout per se. I just went with whatever they gave me, just because mm-hmm. I remember from the first time playing it that you don't really get much time in BT, so it was sort of like just enjoy this while you got it. Yeah, I I think they I, I do think they dole it out. I think you get a, a for how long the campaign is. I think you get a decent amount of time in BT, but yeah, you gotta you still gotta enjoy it while that. You get one mm-hmm. full level with him. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's then, yeah. th- that's more. I guess what I'm saying is like proportionately. Yes, there's a good amount of time. It's yeah. just the campaign is so short that it just you know you don't get very much time. Um, you know, as a as a whole in BT. So it's like okay, I'm just gonna use what they just gave me because you know the next time I'm in BT, I'm probably gonna get another new loadout. So let's just yeah. kind of keep experimenting. Yeah, they don't. They you get it like you get at least one or two each time you're in BT. So it's mm-hmm. uh, you're con- so you, again, like, campaign's all about hitting you with new stuff constantly. So it never, so it never feels old, because I think that's the, and I think that's because in a lot of, and these guys have a, a lot of experience with the shooter campaigns of this style, because they made two of the best Call of Duty campaigns. But those can suffer from a lot, a lot of repetition, a lot of repetition when you're fighting, and and uh, this has the benefit of the movement as well to add add to that. But I think it still would have gotten a little a little dull if they didn't have the amount of variety they put into the campaign. And yeah. even Jason said he started to see the started to see a bit a bit of that the, the stretching thin a bit of, of it just the nature of it so uh my yeah my favorite like i said tone love tone the missions themselves jason what missions stand out to you the most in particular um you know the one i think i enjoyed the most this time was the second to the last one where you're going through the um like the flying area or whatever it is on the carriers mm-hmm. i just like the I feel like the movement there just really kind of culminates really well because you can, you're literally just sitting there flying through with other pilots, just gunning people down left and right. And you don't, you're not in BT too much in that one. So it really does kind of go really fast and you're encouraged to move really fast because you've got other pilots that are kind of helping you. So it's nice having somebody to aid you outside of, um, you know, BT basically, uh, take it, still get most of the damage for you if you're, if you decide to fight outside of him. Yeah. Yeah, that mission's excellent, and it's a really, it's a really cool set piece too, because mm-hmm. uh, there's it's, you're constantly jumping from ship to ship. Vanessa, uh, which level stood out to you the most? The time travel level, I think. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a common theme. I think I, I saw I think in the comments a couple of people also love the time travel. I think that it's really well done. Um, it was fun to be like, oh, there's lots of things killing me in this room, and then go to the other room. It's like, oh, there's only like a couple of lizard monsters in this room. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really. The effect and cause is incredibly, incredibly designed mission. It's just it. I, it's the one that stuck out. Stuck out to the majority of people who play Titanfall Two. That's yeah. the one that everyone says. That's pretty much. It's like, I say about ninety percent of people. That's their favorite level in the game. I'm gonna be yeah. that ten percent where I say this is the that was the one where I actually kind of felt the seam showing a little bit. It does. If you 
I think that level works the best if you can hit it in one go, and that's why the seams can show through it um, in some places. Yeah. Because oh no, I mean, I I got through it in one shot. It was just a matter of like playing it through the second time. Now, I was a little like, oh, okay. And now I'm going to make a comparison here, just because uh, about the same time, maybe a year or so before a game called Heroes Reborn Gemini came out. That, not a great game. I'm going to be the first to admit, not a great game. But there is a really fun, uh, like, manipulation of time thing with that, where you can stop people as as they're stopped in time. You can move them, manipulate them. So as they're shooting at you, you can stop, pull them through their own bullets, and drop them. And basically, when you unfreeze time, they drop dead. There was a lot of time manipulation in that game that I thought was really fun, because you could really do some crazy shit in that. And I was praying to God somebody would rip off that idea somebody not shitting on the developer but somebody a lot more competent and who could use that creativity and really kind of go through somebody if somebody like respawn did something like that oh god that would be oh yeah (laughs) there's just so much creative stuff in heroes reborn gemini unfortunately just sort of hampered by the fact that it's just an okay game uh but that i think playing those two so close together initially it was like oh okay this cause and effect level is really good but the time travel thing is a little like oh i just go from this place to go shoot these things and then reposition myself and go shoot these guys over here basically and just kind of dart back and forth between the two it's it it's great with the pacing of the game itself it really blends in really well with that but as far as like clever things um just again as a comparison point because they were so close together i think in release i think it came out within a, like a year of each other that I really liked, despite how maybe janky it was, I really liked Gemini a lot more as far as, like, the time mechanic thing goes. Yeah, and and uh, this game, you also only have it for one mission, and it's not a very not a super long mission. Yeah. Uh, by the time you get it, also, it's like, you also don't get it until, like, a third of the way through it. So I do wish that there was more of it, honestly. Uh, and I will agree with Jason, that the the first time you play that mission is the best time you play that mission mm-hmm. because it's and uh so but it is it is i can't deny how well designed it is uh for my favorite uh to get away from that one you know to, to mix it up a bit uh, i'll probably go with the the i think it's called the abyss into the abyss which is when you go into the uh, manufacturing plant for for building the um <laughs> the domes <laughs> for some reason yeah yeah the the training facilities the, uh, the murder dome. It's called a murder dome. Yeah, the murder dome. Yeah, and just that whole level is so fun to run through. If uh, once you get once you get the, if you if you really enjoy the movement system, it is just it is so easy to keep moving forward in that one, and it's really fun and it's really cool, and it's impressive. It's just an impressive technological achievement, like to how well that level works without and how well the frame rate hangs in there while all that shit's happening in the background, and all the, and the levels constantly moving. It's really cool, and even and also the Norman the storming of Normandy style Titan Titanfall mission is really good too. That's the one. That's what the one. That's the one when you're in the entire time, and uh, yeah. Uh, so did you guys, Jason? I'll, I'll wrap back around here. Did you have a least favorite? Did you have any levels that you really stuck out as something you didn't enjoy in particular? Um, There's not many. No, so. you know, not really. Like everything, it. Like, we've talked about this with the pacing. It just all like bounced together so well that I didn't really like have a like lull in the gameplay as far as like levels go again for me, I guess really cause and effect just because like you said, 
the first time you go through it is like, holy shit, this is really cool. And then the second time through, you kind of start seeing the seams of like, okay, this is all I'm supposed to be doing, basically. There's nothing – I'm going to say there's nothing clever about it. It's incredibly well designed. It's just, oh, this is the gimmick for this section of the level. You know what I mean? Yeah, every, every level has, has its gimmick, whether mm. it's the level itself or some mechanic you're using. So, um, Vanessa, did you have any level you didn't like? Um, not, not dislike necessarily, but like anytime I had to like go forth and retrieve a thing mm-hmm. halfway through, it'd be like, wait a second, what am I doing again? There is a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to go all the way back with my stupid arc tool. Yeah. The, uh, be- the, the beacon, the beacon level is a lot of, why am I doing this? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but it's okay. Cause you do a lot of cool stuff along the way. So you're yeah, just like, exactly. whatever. I just want to run on the, I just want to run on the walls. And yeah, uh, usually by the time I, I got to the thing, and the, the only thing made me go back with the thing. It's like, Oh God, I've got to go all the way back with this thing. Exactly. And, uh, but the, I did like the arc tool mechanic in some, I, th- I thought they did some fun stuff with having to quickly, uh, activate walls and stuff while you were moving. I enjoyed, I do. And I did enjoy that. Um, yeah. I like the arc tool in general. I like being able to like, um, go and get those robots on my side. If I beat mm-hmm. all the bad people, that was, yes. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's fun. You know what? Yeah, maybe, that's- maybe that's the level that I think kind of slowed down for me enough. Okay. It's yeah. uh not that I'm thinking about it. I'd say the one that I would probably dislike the least, maybe the maybe the sewer level. That one that that one um is a little the this the level design itself is a little samey all over the place. It just looks a little like it looks a little bland compared to everything else in the game. Um but there's still it's it's still it was still fun to play. And the the first mission too is um Having having to run to fetch the thing and then uh, to fetch one power core and then go the opposite direction to fetch fetch the other power core is um, playing it again is not it's a little it's a, a little a little bland also but then you get in BT and you and you fight that and you fight the first mech and then that's when you find out how animated the game is and that every pilot talks to you while you're talking while you're fighting them which I love I love that so much that they're always trash talking you and you can kill them mid-sentence while they're trash talking you mm-hmm. and they, it's funny because they'll continue to, they'll do it a lot even when you're kicking their ass and then then they just start screaming and dying when they blow up or you know what that is uh, if anything that is the inspiration from Gundam that they got because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rewatching the uh, the first series of it and there is a whole lot of that shit that I completely forgot about. It's just like you know they're literally mid sense of like ah you can't get me you dumb kick ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. There's so much of that in this game and you can tell that they lo- they just love Gundam yeah. and uh, and I appreciated it so much. Did you? Uh, and they also like increased the anime designs of the mechs themselves. Like, they yes. have a mech with a goddamn sword in this one. <laughs> and, uh, so, believe that one's called like a Ronin, yeah. right? Yeah, it's called Ronin. Yeah, they and, they really uh, fucking went for it. There. Yeah. Uh, did did you did the anime did that kind of stuff stick out to you at all, Vanessa? Did you, the like their the pilots talking to you for no for no particular reason? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like tagged as anime, but I did enjoy it, and I was actually quite bummed that I didn't get to get that sword after. Unless I missed it somehow. Uh, you, did, you, you probably picked it up. I think you have to get that one. But I, anyway, yeah, go ahead. I don't remember using a sword. So if I, if I, if I miss that capability, I'm real sad. <laughs> uh, I believe the beacon. I think you get it in the beacon mission. I'm pretty sure, you, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's one you, I use it in. Oh, uh, devastating. I don't, I don't remember using it either now that she mentions that. I, def- I, I definitely I definitely used it. And uh, I think it was the beacon boss fight I used it in. Um you know, real quick, uh, Vanessa, do you feel like you use, like, all of the abilities and weapons from each uh, Titan <laughs> loadout? Because I feel like every time I, I would u- get a new loadout, I'd be like, okay, God, what am I, like, 
I, I spent a lot of time like futzing with like, okay, what the fuck mm-hmm. does this one do in this, in this loadout? <laughs> God damn it. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mostly I use tone, but I would try them out at least. Um, I, I like to like, I, I can't make it too complicated for myself. Otherwise, like I accidentally eject myself from the Titan a lot. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> I do that a couple of times. Don't feel bad. Level to realize I carry two guns at one time. Oh Jesus! So that, Vanessa. that was very, very uh, sad. That's, like, that's three quarters of the way through the game, Vanessa. Yeah, I know, and I was really. He was like, "Oh, like you're really bad at this. Shut up, Jim." Did you have a Did you have a go to uh, gun that you were using all the time? Um, I liked I liked any of them that had like this is gonna be a terrible example of you or a good example of me and my gun knowledge, but any of them that have like a little like um, circle scope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. There, it's a site of some kind. It's not. It's a. It's future. It's a future site. Yeah. So it's. A, I like. Yeah. I like those ones a lot. And then I was bummed because there'd be times I'm like, oh man, having a grenade launcher would be so good. But then it's only got 24 rounds, and those things are going to kill me. And so I'd walk by it. Not, yeah, that's not kind of that's you kind can of, swap it out with a second I know, weapon. I was, oh, so they, you should play the do, game again. They do, they do throw a lot of guns at you constantly too. So. Yeah, they do. Um, that's kind of but, a. Call of Duty issue too, where you're like, I, this gun would be cool for a little bit, but I'd rather just stick with these two guns that are that I know yeah. will work in most situations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I was pretty bummed about that part. Uh, I use the Spitfire in the shot in the auto, the Ava shotgun a lot. So the, like the light machine gun and the shotgun, um, those were my go tos for sure. Jason, do you have any go tos? Um, is that the light machine gun, the one with the, like the 80, 80 rounds in a clip. Yeah, it's got like the, it's got the circle scope too. Okay, like, yeah. Then apparently we all like that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's that a, was it's, it's the best gun. Yeah, that's so. that's the one I used the most, and then the the shotgun was my uh, kind of go to standby. Yeah, that was my go to. Like when I was when I was in platforming sections, was definitely the shotgun too. I like because I had a decent enough range on it. Um, I still really really enjoy using that thing. I really yeah. enjoy the hell out of the uh, the pistol that you get from BT. Like you know, nine tenths uh, of the way through the game that you yeah. never get to fucking use again after that the, section. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. That section is so good. I'm like, <laughs> so, oh, so, why so, couldn't so, you have given me this fucking gun before, BT? Yeah, he has to take. He has right, to take BT his could have been alive. He just could have been alive if he would give you this gun. <laughs> I know. He is still alive. You just got to put him in a different. You got to put him in a different suit. He's fine. <laughs> so he had. He had. To, he has to give you his whole brain to get that gun. Mm. To be fair, that gun probably could have got you through the whole game. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's the journey, not the, not the destination. Sure. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> uh, but that, yes, that that is such a. In terms of like moments and games that are just super empowering, that's got to be up there, right? Because you are just laying waste to anything that gets in your way. And yeah. uh, I, I went out of my way to shoot most to make sure I shot everything on screen. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. It, yeah. Oh, I, there was one section there where um, you're supposed to, um, I think, slide under one of the uh, the gates or whatever. I slid, turned back around, and had like three of those drones following me and just pop, 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 pop. I was like, <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> it, was, it was really yeah. good feeling, like. It, We've talked, you know, we've talked sort of just ad nauseum about this, but just goddamn, this game feels so fucking good to play. And I am not a fan of shooters. Like the last shooter I really got into was like Rainbow Six Vegas one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm a big shooter fan, and yeah, this is my, this is up there with the best feeling shooters of all time for sure. It's it came out such a, such a strong year too. Doom came out that year as well, and Overwatch, and there's such so many different kinds of shooters, and uh, it still stuck out. 
you know, really it feels so fucking good. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, Vanessa, did you, uh, was there anything you didn't, you just didn't like in general at the game? Was there anything that gave you like strong frustrations in particular in the game that you were like, I wish this wasn't in the game. Um, uh, the ticks were a bummer. Yeah. Those things. Can yeah. Get fucked. I think that's my answer too. I hate those goddamn things. Yeah, I'd be feeling real good, and then be like, you know, then little uh, the thing on your HUD would come up, and it's like, oh, good, there's a tick right there about to like blow up at me. It's like, great, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything, if anything slows down uh, the movement and gameplay and pacing, I think it's those goddamn things. Yeah, they were real obnoxious, and then there are some times where it's like, uh, like I didn't mind that there were so many enemies, but at some points it's like, oh, like I just. The respawn would respond me in like a really bad place and be like, oh, I'm still in a really terrible place. Right? <laughs> like the murder dome, for instance, somehow I'm not even sure how I even got past that level. But like in some points I'm like, oh, like I'm responding right when the second Reaper is launching every single time. And this is yeah. the same result every single time. But then I <laughs> yeah. realized I could go invisible and that helped. Ah, uh, yes. The cloak, the cloak, which I, I always forgot I had. <laughs> so, yeah, I, would, I would accidentally activate it half the time. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot I had this. They give you this fucking amazing cloaking ability at the very as soon as you start the game, you can cloak basically whenever you want to, and I never think about using it, which is very funny. Jason, anything frustrate you? Also, Vanessa, your complaint about the that checkpointing thing you had that issue—that's yeah. a—that's a legacy Call of Duty kind of campaign issue as well. Oh, good. And <laughs> that, that you you know it, it has like an invisible line basically you get to an invisible moment that checkpoints you and <laughs> kind of screw you sometimes. Yeah, I've had that happen oh, a few so, times with so Call of Duty. I'm like I'm just gonna replay this whole level and fuck this shit. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, any any anything in particular really frustrate you? I, other than the general lack of, it's not quite as amazing as it was the first time. No, through. nothing really. Nothing yeah. really stood out. Like I said, it's just that, just that you know, being able to see the seams a little bit more the second time through. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, age of the game had anything, anything any effect on that? Like the time, no. the time sense, or just the uh, you know, just it's that. You know, second time is never as good. You know, can't you can't go back again? Yeah, I, it, like I said, for me, it's just a lot of it has to do with you know. I guess my time having reviewed video games is you really have to like dig into stuff, especially if you've played something similar to it. And like, okay, well, how does this differentiate itself from this? And then just seeing that the second time, because I wasn't planning on reviewing this, you know, when you recommended it, because I don't review shooters, because you know that would be like you rec- or you know reviewing a. T- uh, tactics rpg you know just, <laughs> yeah. it's not your genre you don't i don't want to say like i'd be doing anybody a disservice to read my fucking reviews on a first person shooter but you know i kind of would be so but yeah i guess it's just a matter of like oh okay well that's the only reason that that was sort of like that for me yeah i did, did you review this game i don't remember if i, I don't remember if i wrote actually no no game. we didn't re- nah, we didn't have a review yeah, we, on the site we, did, we didn't review it it would have been a five out of five if you, for, for listeners if you're curious <laughs> it's, a, it's a five out of five game uh so for me, a frustrating thing is a very is a, I'll give a nitpicky thing that really uh, I noticed. I think I noticed way more this time. I don't even know if it, I didn't remember this being an issue the first time, but I felt like the indicators for killing enemies was pretty poor. Like I feel like sometimes it was hard to tell if you killed something, and maybe that might have been an issue for my game. But like I felt like there's they they, they hit you with the red X for the mm. indicator sometimes, but that, that was just for critical hits. And it wouldn't also necessarily mean they were dead. Yeah. And then it would it'd be white X's a lot for, until they were dead. I kind of wish they give like a, they they just give that red X for like a definite they're dead moment. Honestly, yeah. I put, feel the, like uh, put the put the white X in like a bold. 
Yeah, for so something, just 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 something to because I, I just felt like there were a couple of times when I thought I killed someone and then they went they actually weren't dead quite yet. So I just felt like that was a little frustrating here and there. It's a very small thing. You know, the only frustrating thing I can uh, that just kind of popped into mind was it seemed like a lot of the troops you were killing were black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this a Call of Duty staple? Like, everything is just, like, shooting people of color? Like, I was just like, a lot of these guys seem like they're color, like, you know, colored people. It's a little, it's a little, uh, uncomfortable in this, in 2021. They were, yeah, they were, I guess they really were, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, were some, uh, were, I can think of some, they're definitely generic white guys in there, too. Oh, no, a lot there, of there was. A lot they, of robots. No, yeah, oh, but it just. Were they Australian, though? No, <laughs> no, they, no, that was all the mercenaries. So. Yeah, all the mercenaries were Australian. Oh, uh, there was well, that except, one German one. I was going to yeah. say, except the, except the guy who was really going for the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he really was, and I, like, I appreciate it, because he was definitely, like, not trying to hide it, too. Yeah, I really yeah totally it. going for that, like, real heavy Austrian accent that you could barely fucking understand sometimes. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. It was funny. Yeah, but. It just like the more I noticed, I was like, God damn! A lot of these like you know generic troops are black. Like you know, if we were looking at uh, you know the like our actual military, like the uh, proportion wise of uh, you know black to white troops is like you know probably not a huge. Not, it, there's no way it's fifty fifty. And in this game, it seemed bare minimum fifty fifty. If not, maybe it skewed a little bit more towards the black people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, listeners, if you go to play Titanfall 2, make sure to look out for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of those people that actively looks for that sort of thing, but I just happen to notice that, you know, while I'm running and gunning and shooting people in the face with a shotgun, I'm like, that guy's black. That guy was black. That guy was like, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, there's a white guy. Cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to have a natural segue into that, Jason, what would you think of the music of this game? <laughs> it's a very uh, natural, like... Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, as far as natural <laughs> goes, it's a natural kind of supplementary stuff. I Nothing really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Music-wise, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, when I caught it, it's just one of those things like, this is not a soundtrack I'll ever go to and listen on its own. But for me, again, the outside of the feel of the game, like, the hands-down winner for this game was the sound design. Just the... Oh, yeah. Everything sounded amazing. I was incredibly impressed with that. And normally, like, in a shooter, like, it's just like, oh, hey, cool, here's a bunch of generic explosions and everything. This sounds... This sounds cool. Like, I'm in a war movie. But this, just the impact and the feel combining with the sound design on all the weapons, it just really added an extra layer to just the guns in general. And like I said, that's normally not something I'm a huge... I want to say fan of it, just not something I normally pay attention to that much. And this really caught my ear in this. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it sounds like, like that, the punch when you like mm-hmm. take out someone just, it sounds so heavy <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, everything just sounds great. And all the, all the guns have a distinct sound to them too. Yeah. The, uh, the Kraber sniper sounds sound like, sound like a shooting a fucking table at people. And <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, that stuff's real good. So, and going from there, unless anyone has anything else they want to specifically highlight, we can get into some Q and A, some uh, Q and A stuff, some comments. Here. Um, I would like to comment on the punching. Also, I had a really good time punching everybody. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, especially like yeah. punching them, and they seem to explode sometimes. Oh my god! Right, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. they, also, when you're a titan, you, people just oh. turn into red mist. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. BT just uh, annihilates any anything that isn't a titan in one shot pretty easily. 
it was funny because I wasn't actually this, this time through. I wasn't running over many people early on, and the game actually gave me a tool tip saying you can actually just run over all these people and they die really quick. So you should probably start running over more people. Yeah, <laughs> so BT commented on that. I don't know if he does that for everybody. He's like, I can just crush these little guys. <laughs> yeah, the game was like, you're not. You know, honestly, you should be stepping on more people than this. It's, uh, you, <laughs> Step on the little guy. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was funny too. Oh, yeah. Also, like, um, as I told you guys in our Slack channel, I was like, oh, like, I didn't realize at the end, like, you're blowing up their planet. So it's like, oh, <laughs> like, that's dark. Like, I just killed all oh, those people, but yeah. also all of the, the animals and yeah, the that plants on that planet. planet. <laughs> yeah, when, so. when you had put that in the Slack channel, I wanted to make that, uh, you know, that butterfly meme. Is, is this what genocide, or is this a genocide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it was, because uh, <laughs> you're like, the whole thing is like, you don't want them to blow up your planet. And then you're like, all right, we got it. We saved the day, everyone. And this is a big fireball behind you. And uh, yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's like so much planet. to handle, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kind of a monster, too. Too. Who's the bad guy? <laughs> and, uh, like this, this is war. Also, it was the totally monster. unclear why the time weapon was going to blow up a planet. I was really confused as to why. Yeah, that made no sense whatsoever. I really tried to parse that together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused to this day about how how that's going to blow up the planet. But it blew up that planet, so clearly they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> proven science I'm experiment. Not, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm, no, I'm no scientist, so it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I'll say also I mentioned the I, I enjoyed all the boss fights. I enjoyed all the all the all the mercenaries. They're fun and stupid, and uh, they're talking to you through throughout a level, and you murder the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah like I said, they're they're very Gundam villain of the week. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's all they're all they were all fun. Um, and then the big the your your big rival character gets away at the end, which would set up a, a sequel that might you know, come someday, probably. Hopefully, which also was, I was very Gundam. That I killed him. At one point, that was wrong. Yeah, you never actually fight him, so. No, yeah, I, it's just another generic Australian mercenary yeah. that I killed. <laughs> yes, there, yeah, there was actually. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty sure that that was, so that's why that guy came back there like, oh, you're not dead? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the only thing he sa- that saved you was that he wasn't getting paid to kill you, so. Exactly. Yeah. And then it took the Apex, the Apex Predator card at you, and that's. Uh, I don't know if they were. I don't know how if they had even started the Apex Legends stuff at that point, but I mean that that might have been a tease for Apex Legends in some way too. That was something like I wondered like if they had yeah. like added into the game afterwards, maybe when they were working on Apex Legends, because I was like, I don't remember that the first time, but I'm, but I'm sure it was there. Based on time frame, I mean, PUBG didn't come out until a year later, so they might. I don't even know if they were thinking about a battle royale at that point. So like. Um, and then Fortnite, so Fortnite wouldn't, it was even, it was a year and a half after that, from that then. So, or, and Fortnite came out that year, but like six months after PUBG or whatever it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, who knows? Uh, probably not. It's probably, that's probably, it probably just feels like one now because of where it went, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, that, uh, that, that ending segment there just turned into very much a char, uh, from Gundam I was like, Oh, he gets away to fight another day. Okay. After you wipe out yeah. all of his, uh, <laughs> all of his, uh, you know, special ops uh, forces that work with him. <laughs> it's like, Oh, yeah, exactly. Char got away. Yeah, exactly. Now we were preparing for Kubin's counterattack. <laughs> uh, so, or he's on okay. your side next time. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've got one more, one more moment. I want oh, to Oh, please, please, please. There's of so course. many in this game. I know. I was I was super 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 delighted when I finally got to like do the Titan drop in real life. Oh, the uh, the prepare for Titanfall moment in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, finally. <laughs> oh, Jason, you put a video out with yours because the character disappeared in yours, right? Oh no, no I don't know if you caught it. She was floating in midair. Oh, 
Oh, I just I did not I did not click on. It. I thought she was just not in the seat. I, th- I just thought she was not there at all. No, no, she <laughs> was off. She was like in front of it and to the left a little bit, just floating there. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, really? <laughs> that scene is very funny. Just the whole concept of her giving a speech inside of a mech and walking back and forth is pretty funny in <laughs> in and of itself. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty. Yeah. Uh, that prepare for Titanfall feels pretty cool when they say it too, and it, then you just it does. Yeah. It's it's very much that um we talked about this Vanessa or you know Vanessa and I had talked about this in uh, the Battlestar Galactica thing. A ways back in, you know, the now retired podcast there uh, that, um, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, like when Adama says something like that, you know, um, you know, it's God, Vanessa, do you remember what he says? Like when it's battle stations, but it's not battle stations, action stations, action stations. Yeah, it's just action stations with that very like, you know, serious uh, Hispanic father uh, tone <laughs> that you're like, it's, yes, it's, sir. It's a real tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, I, I, I know our uh, co-host on that. I said, well, my dad does that, too. And I'm like, no, this is very there's a very distinct Hispanic uh, dad for that the tone it's, for that. It's scary. And it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, they're deadly serious when they say that shit, but yeah, it, it kind of felt like that for me. It was like, you know, prepare to Titanfall. It's like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you, and then you do the you drop out of, drop out of the sky and mm-hmm. land. On, yeah. It's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I love that. It is not as any, you know, it, that, those are dangerous instances in uh, media because there is also that scene in uh, Taken 2 where, uh, well, no, uh, Liam, <laughs> Liam Neeson is on the phone with his kid and your, your mother and I are about to be taken too. Like he literally says taken too in the God. I'm like, Oh God, that's terrible. Why? Why? Dude, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's it, funny. It's, it's an actual line in the movie. I'm like, Oh, why did you do that? Listen to me carefully, Kim. Your mother is going to be taken too. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so it's, you know, there's a full spectrum there, everyone. So yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you're, you're writing a very thin line when you do something that cheesy. Yeah. Uh, between cool and uh, it's, uh, it's a very thin line. Yeah, yeah. and instantly uh, take you right out of the movie. <laughs> yes. So now that we've gotten our thoughts out, let's hear some other thoughts from, from, from listeners and uh, the greater Titanfall community. Um, should we start with uh, Twitter or Reddit? Do you guys think? Let's, what do you guys? Let's go with Twitter and uh, Facebook because these are the people that are uh, literally like you know, like you uh, mentioned in uh, in our Slack chat. They are coming to us for our content, so we'll go with them first. So I will read the Twitter one. If someone of you wants to pull up the Facebook stuff, I but, got it. Um, okay. Uh, so I put out a, I put out a tweet uh, the day before we uh, recorded this, and we did get a response from. Uh, uh, asking just for anecdotes or questions or whatever you want on Titanfall 2. Uh, and we got a, twi- uh, a tweet, a comment from Goblin Butler on Twitter. And they ask, or they say, and this is their um, uh, take on the game. Uh, Besides the stellar action, the sublime pacing of the campaign and the variation of the combat, which you, we've all agreed is all accurate statements. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about the game is that it is anime as shit and very aware of that. And to see this person, they get it. <laughs> you know, they, this person has clearly played Titanfall 2. This whole this whole paragraph lets me know that they definitely played Titanfall 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and they, he did leave two questions. First question, did any of you ever get into multiplayer modes, or did you just play the campaign? With the standard why, why not follow-up, of course. Um, and this is, prob- this is probably going to be a me thing. Uh, if you guys want to say any piece on multiplayer stuff, and it's not really you guys' thing, though, right? That's just not the, uh, at the end of the day, you don't yeah. you don't play multiplayer games. Really, I don't. I have my limits. I get murdered immediately. Yeah, that's sort of how I feel with uh, 
you know, online shooters is uh, once I go on, it is just going to be me getting killed like instantly. I I think I had told this anecdote on the uh, on the previous podcast that I had went on and uh, I, I was playing. I think it was Modern Warfare or maybe it was the second one pretty regularly and for mm-hmm. about two weeks. And then I missed, I'd say, three or four days and I came back and I just was getting slaughtered because the skill gap had just increased that much. I was like, OK, well, this is not fun anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, they uh communities for those games uh it, it's it's same thing it's pretty much all multiplayer games from like even fighting fighting games especially too there's, like, oh, a, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a window of where you're if you're not if you're not dedicated to this game uh there's a window where you can have fun <laughs> it's uh <laughs> and once that window closes it's never coming uh, back yeah exactly except on when there's sales <laughs> or around christmas when children get the game, then if you want to beat children and stuff. Yeah, if you want to beat up on, so. if you want to beat up a kid, then by all means, or yeah. have a kid beat you up, probably. Yeah, it's, depending. Yes, depends. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, now I'll say my piece. I because I'm a big multiplayer guy, and um, I played the shit out of some Titanfall two multiplayer, and I think it's a shame that it, it is not as well as not as fondly remembered or talked about. I guess it is fondly remembered, but not as talked about as it should be. It feels forgotten in uh, the shooter space, the the over the uh, the streaming space. I think it, it also missed the I feel like the the big streaming window by by a year or two probably. I feel like if it came out a little closer to now, it, I think it would have done better. I think it really blends the gunplay and the Titans as well. Just like just like in the campaign, I feel like they both feel, it still feels great. It doesn't feel like one thing is super super overpowered. They um, they put out AI in there, like robot enemies and and human enemies, and that to uh, give you so you can even if you uh, aren't particularly good, you can still you still be killing those guys and be contributing in, in ways too. So it has that aspect of it as well. Uh, and then there's just, it's just cool. Like the the movement is great. It's still the, there's a lot, some really good map designs in there. And the Titans, like being able to cl- like rodeo Titans or drop a Titan onto another Titan to destroy it and kill someone, and then you get your Titan on top of that. It's uh, <laughs> there's just cool stuff like that. And then dueling someone in a Titan or just um, wall running and taking someone out. It's just full and grappling hooks and camo. It's just fun. It's just really fun. Just like the multi. It's like the campaign. It's just very fun. Um, unfortunately, I mean, the player base is what it is now. It's probably much harder, much harder to get into. Um, I know it's had some hacking issues recently too. So it's uh, I don't know if now is the best time to get into Titanfall multiplayer, but just know that it is great and uh, in there. So I know it's a. It, I wish it. Uh, I wish it did better, but it is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. Second question: If and this is the a massive if, because it's not going to happen, they make a Titanfall 3. So this person does not believe there will be a Titanfall 3. Do you think they should go with the more playful Apex Legends art style or stick with the more standard sci-fi of 1 and 2? Um, Vanessa, are you familiar with Apex Legends at all? Like the uh, the Battle Royale no, game? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, no, Jason, I'll I, let I you guys you, answer this yeah, one. So, yeah. <laughs> By you yeah. guys, you mean John? Yeah, I'm the only one that's, I'm probably the one that's played it. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I'm aware of its existence and I've seen it, but I haven't actually touched it myself because, again, not not, not my thing. So, um, I feel like I, I'd want to keep it the same style. I like the way Titanfall looks. I think it looks really good, and uh, I think they, I, I and uh, I think Apex looks good in some way too. But I want, I feel like they should be their own. I, I like them to be their own separate things. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be upset if they changed the art style to that. It's still fine. It still looked good, but you know, I, I like the way Titanfall 2 looks a lot. 
So I'll say that. I'll say that it's aged least. pretty well, surprisingly. Yeah. Like a lot of games yeah. from five years ago that are you know haven't don't have uh, 4K and HDR support. You kind of look at them compared to a lot of like the you know top of the line shooters that come out today, and you're like, Ugh. Titanfall 2's aged pretty gracefully so far. Uh, I, I, maybe if they if they did make it a bit more colorful, it might probably, probably that probably would help sales wise. People really gravitate towards more colorful shooters these days um, in general. Um, ever since Fortnite happened, so that's so. I guess it's, but I would say I, I like I like the way it looks now. Um, Jason, uh, do you want to read our Facebook stuff? Yeah, we've got one, and that is uh, from actually my pal uh, Martin Voger, who is uh, the editor in chief of. Uh, Gamer's German branch. Uh, he says it's the best shooter that uh, Peren almost and Peren no one played. <laughs> Just sort of uh, piggybacking off of uh, what I said in the research notes, and John has lamented on time and time again in, uh, yeah. in the course of this podcast. Yeah, it reviewed so well too. God, it reviewed really well um, for for a uh, first person shooter of this style. Yeah, I mean, you know the. But at, at the COO and CFO of EA felt that he was really happy with the reviews and just was disappointed in the sales, but felt, yeah. I do wonder, um, because sales figures are getting harder and harder to figure out because, uh, you know, there's so much dependent on digital stuff and people only report that when they uh, do very, very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was really hard to dig up sales figures, period. A lot of it were sort of just estimates based on um, some reportings by other outside companies with, you know, EA not reporting it themselves. So it was a lot of just like, okay, I, this is about where it, where it came in. So. On that bummer note, <laughs> we'll move into some uh, comments that are some of them that I've skimmed are also some bu- are also a bit of a bummer, <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, we'll make do. Vanessa, would you mind reading our comment from Quarter Pounder four twenty? Yes, I, uh, I, I know we've said this on every episode, but I love these Reddit names. I really do. Some of them are so good. Um, yes. So our friend Quarter Pounder four twenty says, "I remember buying the game the first day and beating it and multiplayer heaven." Now it's full of flyboy gamers. <laughs> I enjoy the frontier defense, but I can't stand people that don't seem to understand a defense and not focus fire single targets. In all, the game will always have a place in my heart. I think uh, I'm the person that he would hate playing. <laughs> what, what, does, what does flyboy gamers mean, John? Flyboy gamers? I, I, I've never heard that term. I, I assume this guy's a big Top Gun fan or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, does, that, does that maybe mean people who, like, utilize the uh, the wall running a lot, maybe? Yeah, probably people that just um, are really good, at the, really good at the movement, I would yeah. assume. And, uh, um, and also Frontier Defense, I never met. That's a, That was a mode added later on. Um, it's a wave mode. And uh, so, like, your, your horde-style mode. Oh, okay. Um, it, was actually, it was actually pretty good. 
Um, this person uh, laments some of the people's lack of strategy, though, it seems. I don't, <laughs> and, have, uh, any str- I don't have any strategy. Actually, you know, like, uh... I was going to say, actually, that might be a mode that the three of us could actually play together and have fun with. Yeah, it would be uh, actually be not too uh, not too bad of a time. I think it's a. I want to hold you guys way back. <laughs> oh yeah, we're def- we're definitely here to make it really far. That's definitely we're, yeah. we're definitely yeah. here to. That's true. That's true. Ven- Vanessa, you do remember we've we've talked about this multiple times before. That one time you, Stephen, and I were playing um, Rainbow Six Vegas, the terrorist hunt on high density on the dam, so it ended up having fifty, and you were painting your toes. While we yeah. were playing, and left me to take out all fifty by myself because Stephen got killed by the first one that he saw. I probably died soon too. <laughs> oh, you died because you 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 just didn't have the control. You just had your headset on and were talking to us still, and like I'm going to paint my toes real fast. I'm like, well, I got priorities, guys. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this is why I don't have friends who will play <laughs> video games with me. <laughs> oh my god. Rainbow, Rainbow. <laughs> Vegas okay. is so hard too. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Uh, you read Doctor Love twenty ninety nine's uh, comment here. I do hope that is a Marvel Comics twenty ninety nine reference because goddamn it, I yeah. Anyway, uh, whenever I put my daughter in her high chair and I say embark pilot, and whenever I take her out, disembark pilot. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> Uh, she's a year and a half now, and she knows it means that she has to put uh, her legs in position to get in and out of the chair. Uh, not so much a game moment, but just sort of how it's affected my life, which I, I appreciate. That's, you know, I don't want to say kind so of a rarity, cute. though, is, uh, you know, something that can affect you outside. Like, um, my my kids and I have this thing of, like, we've ta- I've, I've explained to them that Kirby in uh, Smash Brothers and Nintendo lore is the, uh, you know, most powerful being in existence because it's the only one, or he's the only one that survived the apocalypse. So when he's actually, when you think he's saying, hi! when you're playing he's actually saying die so we sort of have this running gag of that basically if like anytime kirby wins he goes die doesn't he wave at people when you do that time yep yep he sure does so it's kind of that's it kind of makes it more sinister that he's adorable smiling and waving at you and goes die i hope that kirby game is good me too man uh, okay, we got our next one from Demite Grizzly. He says, he, they say, my favorite moment is probably when you fought Viper and, and won, in quotes, only for him to fight, only for him to fly back, separate you from BT, and the only thing you can do is sit there watching them tear each other apart as you make your way over just in time to kill the pilot. That whole scene was pure gold for me. And I do like that scene, and I think it also highlights how, how few times the game actually takes control away from you. Um, I feel like you're mm-hmm. very often when you're in, actually in a level, you're doing pretty much everything in the level. It's um, there are very few on rails things at all. I want to say if there's a, if any off the top of my head. So yeah, that's uh, and that moment is cool. And you, he's like, you gotta shoot, you gotta shoot him when, when he pops the cockpit out. Yeah, and I think that's one of those moments that also really emphasizes just how little human beings can do against Titans. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you get that on your end when you're BT and, you know, you just walk by them and you crush them to death. You don't really get that very much on the opposite end where you're fighting a Titan on your own without, without BT's help. So it, being separated in that moment, it does sort of like give you that of like, oh shit, I can't do anything in this fight. Exactly. Uh, well said, Jason. Agreed. Vanessa, what does Agent Chops have to say? Uh, this one's nice and short. Agent Chops says the effect and cause mission was amazing and i had never seen a mechanic like that implemented so well before yeah i agree i really enjoyed the time the time warps i i like i love how snappy it is 
it is like how, how it feels instant um and the i i saw i saw how they did it uh i saw like the behind the behind the level kind of deal where they show like the development of it and just basically stacking two levels on top of each other and warping you in between the levels when you do that mm. it, it's pretty impressive so yeah and, oh yeah technically it's a marvel nearly yeah yeah jason nemo mk1 nemo mark one i believe it would be right yes. mark one yeah. yeah anyway uh i didn't get uh, titanfall 2 until last year uh, when we got a series x i've played it every night since i found it on game pass uh, ddos attacks allowing and can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> i'll enjoy any other multiplayer shooter as much i didn't play the campaign until the servers got shut down by the attacks but absolutely loved it the standout level for me was the one with the time travel mechanic as we just mentioned and everybody yeah. seems to mention <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's pretty like i said it's a very commonly loved level mm-hmm. uh, also, this highlights the thing about like people. There was a a, a complaint about the first Titanfall not having a, a campaign, but um, there's there's so many people that play multiplayer shooters that never touch the campaign of those games. Yeah. Um, so it's like a it's it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Oh, for and sure. They but they and they uh, and, and to their credit, they made a they made an incredible campaign. So mm. it's uh yeah, and I mean, and they literally decided to make the Titanfall two campaign based off the money. In, or returning investment, basically, they got on the first Titanfall because <laughs> that game, surprisingly, is considering the platform it was on, especially, you know, as I, I think I brought that up in the uh, in the research notes there, that Microsoft wasn't in the best of places at the time. So the fact that they had made enough and sold enough copies of that game, especially on, you know, even PC, it was only on Origin at the time. So the fact that they mm-hmm. made enough money to invest back into making a campaign for Titanfall 2 was... Very, very impressive, and also very disheartening that Titanfall 2 didn't do as well, because, you know, you go from 10 million units to, from a game that's kind of hamstrung by being on Xbox One, where it was at the time, and, you know, Origin, and I say that as a guy who uses his Xbox primarily, it's really astounding that Titanfall 2 did not do better. Yeah, it it really is. Speaking of Titanfall 1, I mean, that was... When that game got announced, was probably the first time I was like, because uh, it was pre Xbox One and PS4 when it got shown, because it was those consoles were not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one that was like, holy shit! That was like the first trailer. I was like, holy shit! Uh, for like next gen stuff, that was the that was the one that get, that that one in the original Division trailer were the ones that were just like technology. The, the, I showed the technology leap in uh, in some ways. Granted, the Division does not look as good as that first trailer does now uh, when it came out, but. Um, no, but you can close doors on all the cars. <laughs> yes, you can close. You can still do that, which is which, which is very fun. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that uh, I, I Titanfall is one of those trailers that sticks out in my mind. So um, it was kind of like it was kind of like the Xbox One's killer killer app. That terms that has been used in twenty years, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, it felt like that when it was when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Iced T thirty five. They say, I remember when I first picked up this game, it was so much fun. But my favorite moment has to be when I found two people that wanted to play some more and we just played, quizzing each other on our favorite Titanfall, this or that. It was awesome. I think my favorite thing about this game is the player base, for the most part. <laughs> so they made some friends with Titanfall, and uh, that, if the, that should put them on the back of the box. Titanfall, bring, Titanfall brings people together. Yeah, wholesome. Wholesome stuff. That's wholesome. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Vanessa? You read yes. uh, the next one? So Cryogen2964 says, I had a bit of a different experience in Titanfall 2 than some. Spoilers ahead. 
In the arc, when BT was initiating Protocol 3 and protected me while the ship was turning into a fireball of metal, metal plumbing towards the ground, I frantically messed with my joystick to look around, and I was looking around then when we crashed and the screen shook. I looked frantically around and straight at BT, and then the mission was over. It just felt so powerful to me and really is my favorite memory. On that topic, I will say I love how you can actually move your head around during most cutscenes. It really makes a player feel a bit more in control, like they're playing the game and not just watching a movie. I totally agree with this. This is how I felt when he was trying to throw me, and I was like, am I controlling this? And then sometimes when it's like, um, I think they did a really good job of like kind of keeping the drama high at moments when you're like going for the arc, or um, or yeah, I guess touching the power, was it also the arc? Yeah, I guess in the flashbacks, the past, touching the arc, and then when you're actually pulling the arc out of that little sphere thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, this game uh, was it's first of all it's made on version of the Source engine, which is Valve's uh, engine for their games, uh, specifically like Half Life and Half Life Two. Um, and Half Life Two was a big inspiration for this game. They said and that's a big part of Half Life is never taking you taking control away from you in the game. Uh, Half Life doesn't really have cutscenes per se, um, so I think that's definitely where that uh, decision came from. And I, I also like it too. I don't know. Did it stick out to you at all, Jason? It's, it's done in other games too, obviously. But um, I mean, it didn't stick out. I noticed it, but it wasn't. I think I've played enough games where that's just sort of. I don't want to say it's par for the course at this point in a lot of games, but it just mm-hmm. it didn't feel that special. I guess in my sense or in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, would you mind reading the next uh, our next uh, comment? Glock don't ask says uh, <laughs> Titanfall two campaign is loved by the whole community, especially BT. We hate our Spitfire campers, and our game is uh, better than Apex. A question I think we all have is why Respawn abandoned us. <laughs> well, I agree. Titanfall 2 is better than Apex Legends. Apex is a damn fine game, okay? It's a, it is a very it's very good. Um, it has carved out a niche for itself in the Battle Royale landscape, which is hard to do these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going strong. It has a really good competitive scene, I think, that's developing. Um, they're always announcing stuff for it. So um, I would I would like to answer that question, actually, and just say it's money. That's why they abandoned you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I hate to I hate to be so glum about it. But when Apex Legends is literally just shitting money constantly, that's why. <laughs> yes, I, I am also bummed that it is taken away from Titanfall. But Apex, is, I'm not going to sit here and say Apex is a bad game because it's not. It's a very good game mm-hmm. uh, and it's free. So that's also, you know, yeah. it's free and it still sells way better than Titanfall 2 ever did. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. And our final one from Shankin Jenkins. Despite I almost said TF2, despite Titanfall 2 most prominently featuring the the big powerful Titans, the game is largely about the pilots and their movement. Titanfall 2 is quite possible has quite possibly the most refined movement system, system in any FPS. In order to play well, you have to master the movement. You have to master the movement. Wall running, sliding, double jumping, grappling, and stimming are the basics. The best players learn to t- learn the time slides and jumps through obstacles. Play the physics engines to move faster and find shortcuts and alternate paths through and around the maps to gain an edge. It all works perfectly too because the game is designed to is designed to accommodate those tactics. This does unfortunately drive many new players away, as the movement system does create a sort of skill floor that players have to get above to play decently. And even then, it is a long way to the skill ceiling. So even though the game is incredibly fun and fast paced, most people will give up before they can experience it fully. That's Vanessa and I. Yeah, it's the I. Yep. Uh, yeah, I uh, very first thing I talked about in this is how uh, how awesome the movement is and how easy it is to do, but that's more in the campaign. The multiplayer they add more layers onto it, and, um, ju- and uh, like a lot of shooters from this era, when they started to get 
more jetpacky and uh, dashy. Uh, Call of Duty at this time was uh, a lot of dashing and jetpacking and wall running. Um, and so it 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 uh they they didn't do as well because the, like like this guy this person aptly says the skill the skills floor is very high st- at that point like just the base to be solid at the game you still have to have a it's it requires more of you than the average shooter does so um i i agree that probably did play a factor into it but i do think the game um still if you give it a chance it is actually pretty welcoming to new players at least when it first came out i can't speak on now but um i'm sure with a lot of those uh, dds ddos attacks it does become a little frustrating if you're trying to get on yeah yeah and that would sure. uh, turn people off it's like oh i have to be pretty good at this to begin with and it's difficult to get on it probably would turn a lot of people away i would imagine yeah but when you are good at it goddamn does it feel good <laughs> so, <laughs> when you you are you when you're just like flying across the maps in that game man it's so good um and uh, yeah that'll that'll wrap up our our question answers comments stories concerns <laughs> section our feedback uh, section yeah our mm-hmm. feedback section if you will so as we move towards the end here um uh jason yeah uh, give me your final thoughts on titanfall 2 and if you would recommend it in the year of our lord 2021 <laughs> It's a fun game. Like I said, as a guy who doesn't really play shooters, uh, coming back to it, you know, again, I saw a little bit of the seam showing. But your first time through, it's going to be a real hell of an experience. And you can get this thing for pretty much nothing if you look around. Um, It's on sale a lot. And if, um, you know, you look around on other sites like G2A or whatever, as I pointed Vanessa to, you can pick it up for like five bucks. So I, at the very least, you can think of it as just a weekend rental or a day rental or something like that for five dollars. You could do a lot worse with five bucks. Yeah, it's also on Game Pass, if you have Game Pass. So. Well, you have to have Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, Game Pass Ultimate, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or PC Game Pass, which is cheaper than Ultimate, because you, you don't need gold on PC. So that's, uh, that is one perk of the PC one. But um, uh, Vanessa, uh, final thoughts, and what do you recommend as well? Yeah, I would totally recommend it. I also would say, like, if you're someone who's, like um – Who's like me, who's not really like, a, you know, you're not great at first person shooters and you don't love them because you are not good at them. This <laughs> one's a really good way to like use yourself into them if you wanted to like feel really good about yourself and also <laughs> have a good fun game. <laughs> it's not too confusing. Like this, but this is a great game if you're like, like again, for you like me, right? Like I like to put things down and then come back to them. I'm not going to play for too long at one time. It was really easy to pick back up each time and I never felt like overwhelmed by any villains. Awesome. That's uh, if you've listened to any of our previous game clubs, that is high praise from Vanessa. It's also. very high praise for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was a great. This was a great game. Um, for myself, I mean, you, I'm sure anyone listening knows that I would highly recommend this game. It is, like Jason said, it is very cheap all the time because you know they just want to sell the game. <laughs> it's uh, but it's easy to get a hold of, and if you're just playing, and that makes it easy to recommend if you just want to play the campaign as well, uh, which is worth the price of admission easily. From, in my opinion, so and I hope we get a I hope we get a third one someday. But uh, even if we don't, I'll always, I'll always have Titanfall to you guys, and uh, I'll <laughs> always have that first time I played Effect and Cause, and <laughs> that's uh, that's that's enough for me. If you guys have nothing else to add, uh, we I'll have Jason here uh, plug our uh, our stuff for us if yeah. you, if you don't. 
So if you enjoyed this podcast, we do uh, we do this monthly, and we've got a whole back catalog of them. There was a point where I was doing them, uh, leading the charge on them, and they were coming out, um, let's say, maybe two a year just because of uh, how overly in-depth I was going with them, and I just couldn't manage <laughs> it on top of the two other podcasts I do. If you want to listen to those two other podcasts, what they are is Multimedia Failure, uh, one I do with John and Vanessa here. It is a chronological exploration of every video game movie ever made, and then we rank them against each other scientifically, not arbitrarily, despite what I say in the opening. It's completely scientific, and um, so far, all we've learned in this thing is that every video game movie ever made is bad. It's Dante's Inferno, but for watching video game movies, basically. I, we're coming so. up on Dante's Inferno, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill us. <laughs> and also, I do a video game music podcast called Rock Out With Your Card Out. As far as listening to that goes, there's also bonus episodes with that. How do you get bonus episodes of that, and also bonus segments on multimedia failure, you might ask? Well... If you go over to patreon.com slash games of junk, you can kick in $3 a month. For $3 a month, you will get bonus segments on our video game movie podcast. You will get bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out. This last month, uh, the two of them combined were almost seven hours uh, total. I may have gone a little overboard, but this uh, most recent one, um, there were some real heavy hitters that came out this month. It, so those bonus ones, I basically do what came out in that half of the month in five-year increments. So... These last ones have been 1986, 1991, 1996, 2001, 2006, 2011, 2016. I'm not getting sick of saying that at all, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get, you get two of those a month. You get bonus segments on Multimedia Failure, which is also twice a month, basically. And yeah, for $3 a month, you get the bonus, or those bonuses. You get a catch-all feed for all the podcasts we do here. That includes this one, and you get them all at a higher quality audio rate. Also, at $5 a month, you get the stuff we mentioned on the previous tier, as well as a shout-out on the show. So, of course, I have to shout-out to my two co-hosts here, who actually kick in because I don't know why. Uh (laughs) Because we love you. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you're unaware, I do all the editing and stuff for all three of these podcasts, and it's a murder. (laughs) It's a lot of work. We appreciate just being able to show up and have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I appreciate that. So, I also got a shout-out to the uh, uh, people who aren't on these podcasts, but occasionally show up on one or two of them, is Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper for kicking in the $5. Uh, We've got quite a few of the $3 uh, tier people, too, so if you want to kick over there and, you know, $3, I think, is the best bang for your buck if you want to get a whole bunch of extra stuff from us and just better quality audio. We've got a wealth of podcasts that you can go back to and listen to, and, yeah, that video game movie thing is crazy. Um yeah, so there's a there's a whole lot of episodes. I actually went back and listened to our uh, I think it's like our seventh episode, the Street Fighter, the movie one, a little while ago for reasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we we were having a good time with that. And John, I think you'd be uh, I don't want to say um, a little reluctant to share the same opinion you did did on that one after we've watched uh, the Legend of Chun Li. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were very, very despondent about uh, how how poorly uh, that movie represented uh, Street Fighter, and then we watched The Legend of Chun Li, and we're like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Jason. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you sounded just as despondent. So I was like, okay. Well, I think maybe. Yeah. Times, times have changed. Remember, remember when Vanessa watched Street Fighter two, the animated movie? It's, uh, things things change. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. They do. I didn't. I didn't know now what I know. I didn't know then what I know now. Something to that effect. <laughs> And also, um, you can catch all of our social media stuff on our show notes. I put them all. I put all the plugs in there. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz, we are all over the place. Or our Patreon link is also in the show notes. So if you don't want to type in Patreon.com/slash/GamesAndJunk, I made it really easy for you to just kick in over there and go hand over three bucks to us a month. Because again, we really appreciate it because it makes doing this uh, justifiable to our uh, to our loved ones that wonder why we do this to ourselves. <laughs> we love podcasting. <laughs> Our well, podcasts are our loved ones? Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Why not? 
Uh, and on that note, if you've made it this far, so long. Thank you for listening, and have a garbage day. <laughs>